At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can always subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, or of course, you can download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode, I'm excited to invite to the show show or have on the show uh, of WP 101, Mr. Sean Heshketh. Sean, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, David. This is great. Yeah, fun stuff. And I know in your kind of day-to-day life, you do quite a bit of recording and informing. So I think uh, having your caliber of education uh, on the show is a really awesome thing. Um, and then today, for everyone listening, what we're going to be talking about is really the kind of techniques and strategies around using compelling tutorial videos in order to help your customers, or maybe it's your customers, uh, the customers of the businesses you serve as an agency, um, but not only to help them, but also to use that as an engine of growth. And that's a topic that Sean and I have nerded out on from time to time. So I thought it'd be cool to have him uh, join us here today to talk about his philosophy around the learning strategy, as well as kind of coupling that with how you might think uh, video tutorials relative to growth. So Sean, you know, I know we've, we've talked quite a bit. And I remember the first time we spoke, we even had a little bit of a connection. I think it was your wife and I went to high school together. Yeah, that's right. It's kind of a fun origin story. But I'm just curious, like, I actually don't know the answer to this. What is your WordPress origin story? How did you get started in all this WordPress stuff? Well, I actually come from a background in print design. So I was originally doing uh, print design logos, branding materials, and things like that since, uh, I guess, 1988 is when I started that company. So um, by mid-2000s or so, I was designing websites. Uh, I actually started designing websites in like 1994 using some old tools like uh, Adobe Page Mill, uh, you know, Adobe Go Live, Dreamweaver, those kind of tools that were early days. So 
by the mid 2000s though, my clients had started requesting the ability to edit their own content without having to hire uh, a webmaster as we proudly called ourselves back then. <laughs> Those jerks, why would they want to do that? That's right, to make every single you know tiny change on their website. So, um, so I started looking into some of the more popular CMS systems, you know, Joomla, uh, Drupal, Expression Engine, all the ones that were popular back then. And most of them I found to be really complicated, uh, really bloated, and super unintuitive. So I knew there was no way that my customers were going to enjoy uh, using these tools to update their, web, their, their websites. So I actually discovered WordPress, uh, I guess, around 2005, 2006. So it would have been around WordPress 2.0 or something like that. So when I first saw it, uh, I found it to be incredibly intuitive and started building some websites using some of the themes that were available back then, uh, showed them to my clients and thankfully they loved it as well. So they especially enjoyed being able to edit and create all their own content using just a web browser. So uh, I began using WordPress then and never looked back. I like that. I like that. I remember in uh, my agency business, I went through a similar decision tree. The thing that ended up pushing me for WordPress, though, was the fact that no one was calling me asking me for sites built in those other CMSs, and they were all asking for WordPress. So that was actually kind of my, I have a similar story relative to choosing it as a CMS. So that's, uh, that's kind of interesting. So, um, you know, I know that I'm familiar with you. I know a lot of people in the community are, but I'm just curious if you could tell us a little bit about WP 101, like what's your mission there and um, how do you help people with WordPress? Yeah, thanks. Well, I guess I can kind of bridge the gap between that by talking about how it came to be because originally uh, those same clients that found WordPress to be really intuitive, um, I was actually going into their you know, places of business and providing this personalized one-on-one -on -one, uh, training for WordPress to help them get up to speed with WordPress, learn how to use it. And, uh, and that way, when I handed the keys off to them, they would be comfortable. Uh, they often commented that it was something like drinking from a fire hose, like just the amount of content. They said, hey, this was great training, but what happens in two weeks when I've forgotten you know, everything that you taught me? So, uh, so that's when I originally had the idea to create or actually to find some video tutorials uh, with the original intention of just uh, sending my clients to some video tutorials that I assumed I could find. And this is crazy because today we have YouTube and we've got thousands and thousands of videos and resources and things uh, like this. But back then, believe it or not, there was only one other uh, series of video tutorials for WordPress that I found and they were already badly out of date. So, um, so it kind of became obvious that I was going to either need to create these videos myself and with a background in audio video, I decided I would tackle that. Um, so I recorded that first series of WordPress 101 video tutorials uh, in 2000. So um, started providing those to my to my customers. Excuse me, 2008. Started providing those to my customers, and uh, they loved them. I had friends of mine who were also WordPress developers, and they said, "Hey, you need to set that up as a membership site, and I'll send my clients your way." So, uh, so that was 2008, and in 10 years since. Uh, we've now seen more than 2 million people watch the WordPress 101 video tutorials, which is just mind-blowing to me. Wow, that's crazy. It's so interesting. You know, I know so many people that have learned by watching your videos, and it's very inspiring to see the impact. Um, so, you know, in the WP Engine universe, we own the Studio Press premium theme business and the Genesis framework, and I know that for us, we found it really valuable to leverage the WP 101 videos to educate customers that may be unfamiliar with the nuances of WordPress. 
And for us, that's been super valuable. But I'm just curious, like from your, your perspective, like whether I'm using a, a service provider like yourself or creating my own videos, when is it a good time or when is it a good fit for people to consider video as part of their education strategy? Like, is it every time? Are there caveats to it? Like, when should people make that leap to including video? Yeah, it's a great question, but you know, you're also asking about a passion of mine. So obviously I'm going to answer right up front at the very beginning. Um, I think the video uh, should be a part of the strategy uh, at whatever point documentation is a part of the strategy, um, if not before. So obviously we can use promo videos, which kind of help to tell the story uh, of a product and who it serves best, what problem it solves. So we can use that as part of the marketing strategy. But essentially, if you've got a product or service uh, and you, you find that you need to write documentation or create documentation for that service or product, then that's the time to consider video. And what we know is that uh, audiences, some audiences gravitate toward text-based uh, training and tutorials, so they just want to be able to skim really quickly. Others really gravitate toward video. So I would say at whatever point uh, you're considering creating documentation, which should be right from the get-go, uh, from that point forward, you should be considering a video as part of the strategy. So the idea there is that maybe there's not this magic moment where, oh, I have so many customers or I have so many support tickets or I have certain types of content, but rather this notion that, look, at any point of that journey, you might have people that want to read extreme detail or skim, but you also have people that are going to want to learn visually. Is that a good way to think of that? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Now, we do get a lot of people come uh, to me and ask for custom tutorial videos who are finding that their support people are answering the same questions over and over again. So that surfaces uh, that problem that you're describing. But wouldn't it be great if that was already in place ahead of time? And I think uh, I think it's important to deliver it up front um, as part of the marketing strategy. It delivers value to even potential customers who are considering purchasing or using your product or service. Uh, because if they're able to not only see your marketing language on your homepage, but also visit your documentation and they see video tutorials. Well, that communicates something about your brand that says that you care deeply about making sure that your customers have the best experience and best resources available. Uh, but it also helps them to kind of see behind the curtain a little bit, right? So uh, how does this product actually work? How does it tackle these specific problems? So what we found is the most effective strategy is not just creating videos that address those uh, questions that folks are most likely to ask of your support team, uh, but actually kind of anticipating what they might be wanting to do and accomplish uh, with your product or service. So then you would be creating videos along the lines of how to fill in the blank, you know, accomplish this particular objective using our product. That's really interesting. I think, you know, on some level, it's like one of the points I think you're making is that by providing video content in the pre-sales and kind of support arena, it allows brands to punch above, above their uh, kind of fighting weight a little bit. In other words, to uh, deliver a brand experience that is more powerful than just the written word. Um, and then I think on the other side, it felt like um, that, you know, you're, you're talking about kind of achieving an objective versus how do I set this configuration? How do I set that, that configuration? Is that a philosophy that you apply uh, when you think about video strategy? Yeah, excellent question. And yes, this is becoming one of my, uh, I don't know, most passionate topics to talk about. You know, we saw, we've seen these kind of tutorial videos for years that are essentially uh, a tour of a product or the control panels or the settings going through every checkbox 
and kind of describing this is what this does and this is what this does. But at the end of the day, if we consider the, the learner, the viewer, they didn't tune into your video to get this you know, in-depth tour of every setting uh, in WooCommerce. No, they came here because they wanted to sell a t-shirt. They came here, uh, came to your product or service with a specific goal in mind. So in, it, what we're trying to do in our video training is to shift the focus from these uh, kind of tours, and we've done these for 10 years, kind of tours of products and settings and, and, uh, and every option and checkbox more toward objective-based learning. So how to accomplish this particular objective using this product or service. And that's, I think, incredibly effective, uh, much more effective than just, you know, stacks of video tutorials that cover every option and checkbox available. I'm a big fan of that approach. And when we come back from this break, I want to dive a little bit deeper here and get some more of your insights. So everybody hang tight and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I'm entering, interviewing Sean Heshkith of WP101. And Sean, right before the break, you were sharing a little bit about your strategy with video learning relative to objective-based topics. In other words, how do I accomplish this objective rather than how do I use this feature, get a product tour? And so it sounds like, you know, that shift, I wouldn't necessarily say that was a mistake because lots of people took the kind of product tour approach, including yourself. Sure. What mistakes do you see people make with their video strategy? What are people doing that you're just like cringing over? 
<laughs> well, um, a lot. Uh, we're particularly passionate about making sure we don't record things like ums and ahs and, and you know, kind of stumble our way through videos. So we, we actually take a very systematic and, and uh, intentional approach to our videos. But even before we get to the production uh, aspects that, that kind of that I enjoy most nerding out about and geeking out about, the overall purpose I think is what most people miss when it comes to creating video tutorials for their products. So what you get are, you know, an expert, uh, as we talked about a second ago, just clicking through every screen and checkbox, trying to impress you with everything they know about this particular product. And that's because they're not teachers, they're not educators, they're not really trying to guide a user from point A to point B, they're trying to tell you everything that their product or solution does. Uh, in Seth Godin's most recent book, I highlighted this little section that I, that I love, I've got it on my desktop, and it says, uh, he said, effective marketers, and I'm going to substitute educators uh, in this context, effective marketers and educators don't begin with a solution, with a thing that makes them more clever than everyone else. Instead, we begin with a group we seek to serve, a problem they seek to solve, and a change they seek to make. And so that's kind of become like a guiding principle for us as we're writing scripts for new tutorial videos. First of all, who are we talking to? Second, what is the challenge of the problem that they're trying to solve? And, uh, and then how does this product or solution help them accomplish that objective? And so I see a lot of tutorial videos that are written more about, I'm trying to showcase and tell everything that my product or service does uh, and highlight that without going to the extra step of making sure that it actually connects with your audience and you're solving not the problem that you're facing or you're trying to address with your problem, but the problems that they're trying to solve in the first place. So kind of that's a, that's our North star guiding light for uh, writing scripts for videos and creating videos that really connect with your audience. I like that. It kind of reminds me of a bit of a cliche thing, uh, train of thought I, I have relative to leadership, which is your role is not to teach people the best way to spin the plate, but rather to teach them how to be a good plate spinner. And you don't always know what their objectives are. And frankly, even as an expert, don't always know the exact best way to solve a problem. But it's interesting to think about that relative to this notion of education in your video strategy. I suppose it's really just a kind of a repackaging of marketing. <laughs> so at the end of the day, uh, you know, you've got to connect with your audience and what they're trying to do and, uh, and not try to blow them away with what your product or service can do. So it's really not far removed from that. But it's interesting that uh, much of that doesn't make it as make its way into educational videos or training videos or for that matter, even some of the promo videos that we see. Uh, so, yeah, we feel that's very important. Awesome. So we talked a little bit about mistakes people might make, but what does it look like when people address their video strategy really well? So one of the litmus tests that we use for an effective video is uh, not only engagement. In other words, are they actually making it all the way through the video? Because if they do make it all the way through the video and you're looking at number completion rates is what we're talking about. Did they complete watching the video or did they bail halfway through? And so Wistia and Vimeo and some of the larger video hosts will give you that kind of feedback. So that's one of the metrics that we look at. Uh, are the videos answering the questions that are being asked? Because if they are, then you're gonna find that you have high completion rates. And people are actually watching that video all the way through to the end. So that's one thing that we look at. Uh, if we're using the videos in a social uh, type of channel, then uh, what kind of share rates are you seeing? Uh, are people actually sharing the videos and go, wow, this is incredible, look at what this thing can do. Uh, so there's a, a couple of different metrics that we look at there. In some cases, it depends on what the purpose of the video is. We have calls to action on every video we create. What is it that you want the viewer to do at the end? So we try to make sure we measure those 
those goals and those metrics over time. And particularly with clients who, you know, for whom we create videos, uh, we're trying to circle back after a couple of months to see how's, it, how's this video working? Because if it's not accomplishing those goals and we're not seeing completion rates, then we need to revisit and per- perhaps, you know, revamp or, or uh, update the video. So it sounds like from a high level, basically what you're saying is like, have a good measurement plan in place. Did people achieve what they were trying to achieve by digesting this content? And so I guess from that, I would then assume that once you have those insights, you can then start to refine your strategy to make it even more effective. Yeah, that's absolutely right. It should go part and parcel. Like when we set off to write a script and we answer those questions, who are we talking to? What are they trying to uh, do and accomplish? How do we guide them through that process? Uh, So if we've defined those metrics in the beginning, before we ever write the first word for the script, um, then it should be easy for us to come back later and measure those metrics down the road. So another part of that would be to clearly define your objective for the training material even before you start Um, And then from there, then use the measurement to see if you're accomplishing that objective. So let me ask this question then, if, you know, kind of length of video or how long they stayed is a measurement of success, do you ever get like false positives for like, hey, you answered my question in the first minute of the video. I don't need to watch the rest of it. Like, how do you differentiate between like they didn't finish the video because it wasn't helpful versus they didn't finish the video because they did the thing? Yeah, in some cases, we'll never know why they abandoned. Um, So we're not ever going to have 100% completion rate on every video we create uh, but we want to make sure that when we're crafting the script that it actually is guiding someone through the process sometimes we'll, we'll find if we're actually doing what you just described and we've answered a question in the first minute then that probably should have been a one minute video so one of the things that we try to do is to make sure that our videos are very focused we're not just trying to fill uh, time and bandwidth and space with more video, more content. What we're trying to do is to make sure that they're only as long as they need to be to guide the viewer from point A to point B to answer their question. So if they're bailing in the first minute or two, because we've answered that question, then we probably missed the mark when it came to defining the objectives of the video. So we try to get that right in the beginning uh, and then only create those videos that we need to. So this is why often some of our courses will be 20, 30 videos, but they're small videos, very focused, very targeted. And generally what we shoot for in the tutorial space, tutorial videos is a three minute to five minute long video. So we can hit that mark if we've got a clearly defined objective in the beginning. As a conversion rate optimization nerd, like I can imagine a scenario where you might be A-B testing these videos and instead of them converting to say buy something, you would create conversions that track when they accomplish said feature. Is that something you've seen in the wild or something you've experimented with? Yeah, in most cases, uh, we don't have a whole lot of experience with A-B testing because let's face it, video is expensive. It's a very uh, you know resource intensive endeavor. So if we could just create tons of videos and multiple versions, we'd probably be able to see better uh, what that looks like. In most of our cases, we're trying to focus on making sure the script is really good, the videos are good out of the box, and then we just circle back at the end. So I wish we were able to get more of that data kind of A-B test uh, because we've seen incredible success rates uh, with putting videos in place with some of our clients. Uh, for example, MailPoet, uh, before they started using our videos, we're seeing tons and tons of uh, support questions come in that were redundant. Once they start, once they implemented our videos on their site for their customers, then they saw an immediate and dramatic drop uh, in those types of support tickets. And uh, our partner GoDaddy has done the same thing. So uh, we've seen these videos have uh, those kind of measurable effects uh, just in terms of support load. So less about conversion and trying to get them to buy, 
uh, and more about this kind of behind the or after the sale uh, type of support. It's interesting because like some of the videos, the purpose would be to, you know, do X feature or Y feature. So you could consider that a conversion. But it's interesting you talked about the reduction of actions. In other words, I got the information I was looking for. So I didn't open that ticket. And it's funny because this also connects to another thing I'm quite interested in, which is unconversion rate optimization. How do you change web pages or content to encourage less desirable actions? Um, or, or less of less desirable actions. Um, but it's interesting to hear that effect. But that, I mean, that's a really good point, right? Video is not cheap. And so having, or, or, or time efficient in many cases. And so you're kind of sometimes needing to take these bold moves without necessarily testing your way into the right answer. Yeah, that's often the case. Now we do have the benefit of some experience. So having made these videos for 10 years in the WordPress space, we kind of have a good idea of what, types of questions are being asked by WordPress website owners. And so they're, they're, we thankfully bring a lot of that to the table. So we kind of know what conversations are happening. What are the challenges that site owners are facing uh, before we ever tackle a project? So that helps tremendously. But uh, in the case of uh, most of what we talked about is kind of in the training videos or tutorial videos. The other types of videos we create are promo videos, intro videos, and those are a little bit easier to to gauge. We have a number of ways that you can create those kind of videos, distribute them in, in a way that actually improves or increases sales and conversions. I definitely have questions around the growth part, um, and I'm glad you brought that up because, right, you know, to for the most part of this interview, we've talked about kind of the efficiency and support and things like that. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and we come back. I want to dive into the growth aspect of video strategy. So everybody hang tight and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. Webmasterradio.fm 
WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing. From SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry. On air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Sean Heshketh of WP101. Sean, right before the break, you were sharing uh, video strategy kind of um, pointers, particularly around um, you know how you choose or how you support people and their objectives. We talked about some uh, details around how people do video strategy. What well, we talked a little bit about A/B testing, and we left it off with this kind of question of growth. How should your video strategy contribute to growth? And you were talking about promo videos and other aspects of video strategy. So, how can an educational style video uh, you be used to help sell my products? Yeah, it's a great question. A lot of it has to do with where you choose to surface those videos, right? If they're hidden behind a protected password, protected support portal that's only available to customers, then obviously it's not going to help drive growth uh, tremendously. But what we're seeing is more uh, customers actually put those videos in YouTube channels um, and in social media, uh, even on a Facebook wall. So what you're doing then is kind of, as, as I kind of alluded to earlier, uh, you're actually giving your potential customer an opportunity to kind of see behind the curtain, right? And see how this product actually functions in the, in the real world. I don't know about you, but when I look at WordPress uh, plugins and themes, for example, often what you see on the landing page is kind of a best case scenario. It's a highlight of the features and the benefits, which is all important, but often I just want to get right into screenshots because I want to see how are they going about doing these things? What does the dashboard look like? What do the settings look like? Can I get done what I really want to get done? And uh, so to do that, that's an area where you might turn to videos if those were available. So what we're seeing is uh, more of our clients put those available in, uh, in public facing pages uh, alongside documentation, for example, or in YouTube channels and social media. And then the other big benefit that we bring to the table is, you know, with, with WP101.com, the kind of reach that we've been able to achieve over the last 10 years uh, means that we've got a distribution channel. So in some cases, it makes sense for us to partner with WordPress products and services, create a series of video tutorials that are not only then available for the uh, product or service to use in their own channels, but also we surface those videos through courses on WP101.com or within our WP101 plugin, which is installed on a couple million websites. So uh, that exposes uh, potentially a, an enormous market to a product or service that otherwise may never even known that it existed. So, uh, so there's several ways I think that you can use educational videos to help sell products to drive growth. But a lot of it just depends on where and how you're surfacing those videos to your audience. I think that's such a powerful point. I know from like the builder's persona, like knowing how it works is such a big part of that decision process, you know, and as you pointed out, you get to that landing page, you get to that PDF white paper, whatever it is. And it's, you know, a bunch of words and a bunch of bullets. And just like you would expect, it's, it's the best thing since sliced bread. Right. But seeing that 
visual, getting the tour of the features, especially if you're approaching it from an objective standpoint, starts to plan ideas in your head like, oh, I would use it for this and I would use it for that and it might help me in this area. Um, but without that information, you know, you're kind of at the mercy of the bullets and whether or not they're telling the right story. Um, but once people see it live and in action, um, they start to ideate more about how that tool might play a role in their life. Um, and I know for me, that's a very palpable thing. And I know not everyone needs that level of detail, um, but it's interesting to hear you discuss it in that way because I think, again, most people's instinct are, oh, it'll help me save support tickets. But in the reality is that's actually a very valuable window into what your solution can provide. Yeah, absolutely. It, not to necessarily draw out just one example, but uh, we, we did this most recently with uh, with a team behind Ninja Forms. So we created a series of tutorial videos for their excellent form builder plugin. Uh, the first half a dozen videos kind of describe how to use the builder, how to install it, configure it, get up and running, how you might add a form to a page, the things you might expect. But then we created an additional 10 videos that kind of uh, describe how to do some more advanced things using Ninja Forms that you may never have thought of doing with a form builder. So, you know, how to create uh, a quote request form or how to actually uh, do calculations in real time using Ninja Forms so that as the viewer is actually going through a form, it's, it's uh, in real time doing calculations for quote estimates and things like this. Um, so those 10 videos actually become incredibly helpful because they're helping potential customers to think differently about the product and maybe even outside the scope of what they originally uh, considered Ninja Forms to do. So as one example, uh, that's half of the videos in that course are about how to do this really cool thing that you may have never considered doing using a form builder plugin. And I think that's a great example of uh, how to use educational videos to you know, sell products and drive growth. I love it. This has been super interesting. Thanks so much for joining the show today, Sean. This has been uh, really enlightening for me and I hope as well the audience. Hey, it's been a pleasure. I enjoy geeking out about this stuff, David. <laughs> you do, and we'll definitely have you back to discuss more. Um, but thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And if you'd like to learn more about what Sean is up to, you can check it out at WP101.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.